Hello everyone and welcome back to Sonny and Dan, back to the drawing board. In today's episode, we'll be recapping the Lakers versus Rockets and previewing Denver versus Clippers. Now guys, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe, like and share this content. For more updates, make sure you hit the bell so you know when you're updated and notified and, you know, the usual deal. Now, gentlemen, guys, girls, we're going to be recapping the Lakers versus Houston. Um, obviously, the Lakers won it in five and uh, moving on to the Western Conference Finals. Now, I'm going to start off by speaking about the Rockets. And as much as, yep, I'm a Lakers fan and I want to speak about the Lakers, I don't think it was ever going to be much of a challenge. A lot of people thought it might go in seven. But I'm going to hit up some stats for you so you can kind of understand where, I think we all know where it faltered uh, for the Houston Rockets. Um, but yeah, let me start off with the Rockets. Um, uh, quick recap, Lakers 119 to 96 beat in the Houston Rockets. Lakers had six players in double figures. LeBron led the Lakers with 29 points, 11 rebounds, seven assists, three shy of the triple-double. James Harden led all scorers with 30 points, which wasn't enough. Russell Westbrook only had 10 points for the whole game. He's, he's really struggled this, um, this series. But this is the interesting stat. The Lakers shot 51.4% from, from downtown, where the Rockets only shot 26.5%, I believe. 13 of 49 shooting. Now, you can't win playoff games like that. But this is where it gets really interesting, and this is where I really want to break down the Rockets for everybody. My first point is... Is small ball effective in the playoffs? Now I'm going to tell you why it's not. Okay, because it's a great system for the regular season and the tempo of it. But in the in the playoffs, you know, teams take advantage of everything. The Lakers out-rebounded the Rockets all series. Now this is the Rockets' fault. Right, not saying that that this is their their cons. Though. This is the negative side to the Rockets' small ball. This isn't the Phoenix Suns of old with D'Antonio, right? Murray Stoudemire at the center, Sean Marion, uh, Joe Johnson, Quinton Richardson, Steve Nash, McDice, uh, McDice, uh, a few other players, right? Kurt Thomas, right? None of that, right? There's none of those players there, right? We've got this small ball team where their their tallest player. P.J. Tucker's at 6'5", or whatever he is, right? Playing against, what, Anthony Davis and JaVel McGee and Dwight Howard and LeBron James. It's like, don't get me wrong, P.J. Tucker's a gun player, really showed up this series, caused a lot of problems in the in, in the first three games for the Lakers, but it's just not enough, right? Covington, we all thought that was a fantastic trade because it, it just boomed for them after the, after the trade. But in the playoffs, it's not really going to stack up against big teams. Imagine playing against Milwaukee with that team, right? In saying that, one, D'Antoni's contract is up at the end of the year. Is small ball effective? Well, in the playoffs, not really. Rockets are 12th in defensive rebounds out of the 16 teams, which means they're getting out-rebounded on the offensive boards also. Their averages are pretty low. Also, they only average about 3.5 blocks a game. If you're going to play a defensive 
you know, uh, you want to turn defense into offense, the quickest way possible is from blocks and rebounds, and, and they struggle with that. So how are you going to get up the court well enough? That's why they got blown out in so many games. And in saying that, look, the Lakers need to close out games a lot better. Right? They, they really need to do that. But Lakers are one of the highest blocking teams in the league with 5.9 blocks a game. How you manage to play up against a team like that, they've got, they're so long and lengthy. They can, you know, you're going to get out-rebounded down the court also. If you're going to play transition defense and offense, like it, it's just not going to work for the Rockets. With Dan Tony's uh, contract coming up in the summer, it's going to be very interesting to see what they're going to do. Is he still the man for the job? I believe so. But I think they they that Clint Compeller trade, I think, really hurt them come playoff time. I understand he probably blocked up the lane and they wanted to space out the floor and give Harden and Westbrook and Gordon and Compton space to move the ball. But in saying that, they're one of the lowest averaging teams in the playoffs when it comes to assists. They only averaged 24.9 assists in the playoffs. The Lakers were really high up there. They, um, sorry, the, the, the Lakers had 25.9 assists a game in the playoffs versus the Rockets' 21.9 place at, uh, 21 uh, assists a game in nine place out of 16 teams. So they're just out of the top eight in teams in the playoffs. Right now, in saying that, I think if they get a center, I think they'll be a dangerous team. If they get a powerful, just someone that's a bit lengthier, come playoff time, you know, Tyson Chandler, a bit older, but I think Tyson Chandler would have helped. I'm not too aware of the situation with Tyson Chandler not playing or not. I understand it kind of doesn't fit the system, but come on, like that would have helped a lot more. Grabbing the rebounds, the blocks, having someone in the paint. Stopping LeBron James coming in. Anthony Davis. The Lakers just killed him. Simple as that. Everybody thought seven games, not happening. We all know it's in five. I knew it was going to be in five games. I was talking to a friend of mine. He said he, he was a lot more scared of Houston than, than Utah. And I said, ah, I'm not scared of Houston. I'm scared of Utah. So I was happy the Rockets went through because Utah can match up against us. Match up against the Lakers with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and, and Mike Conley and Ingles. They, they had a longer team, a stretcher team, a more stretched out team. Derek, they, they, it just, it, not Derek Faze, but it's just a better team to play up against the Lakers. I, I, I truly believe that. That, would, I reckon, would have gone to six games or at least seven games because they, they just have that ability, the Utah Jazz. And they, they were one of the best defensive teams all season. They just came up short against the Houston Rockets. In contrast, right? Now, the Lakers need to learn how to close out games. This is one of my other points. It's so important for them to close out games. Reason being, this is something that the Lakers have struggled for many years. This isn't just now. Remember the times of Lakers pushing towards the, the playoffs and winning those back-to-back -back championships um, with Kobe Bryant, Gasol, Lamar Odom, Trevor Ariza, and then the following year after that with Metal World Peace. They struggled to close out games. As soon as a big league came, teams came came back. It's just something I don't understand. Like I, I this is just my opinion. I think the Lakers have this um, persona to just slow it down, just not care anymore. They need the challenge. They need the big, the big moments. And this is why I think they will beat the Clippers to make it to the NBA Finals. Not because I'm a Lakers fan. I just. Seeing how the Clippers play, which we'll talk about later, they're really struggling in the playoffs. And I, and I believe they're, they're 
getting let off easy. And when you come up against the Lakers, I don't think the Lakers are going to be able to let you off easy. We've proven that. They've proven that with the Houston Rockets with an amazing, um, amazing team. Uh, but for 48 minutes, they, they need to be mentally tough. You're going to have moments where you're going to be up and down and less consistent, but you just need to be able to um, consistently play mentally tough and, and strong and closing out teams in 48 minutes. It's, that's the only way you're going to win uh, a title, especially being in the Clippers. You, you you can be up by 15 in the Clippers, 16, 17 in the final quarter, and you cannot let off. They will teach you a lesson. They've got Lou Williams. They've got Patrick Beverly. I know, I mean, he's not an outstanding scorer, but defensively, defensively, he'll get in your ear. Caruso, Rondo, and all that. It's, it's going to be a tight series. Now, Clippers versus Denver. I want it to go to seven games, but the Clippers are a bit up and down, right? They win one, lose one, win one, win one, lose one. They kind of are up and down, and they're not as consistent as what the Lakers have been. Lose the first game, win four in a row. Lose the first game, four in a row. Clippers have lost, in total, four games in two series, right? Lakers have only lost the two. They lost, obviously, the Clippers lost to Dallas, gave up two games there. Uh, they were pushed pretty hard. And then, obviously, Denver have now cut, cut it back to 3-2. Um, and it was a fantastic comeback by Denver in the last series, in, in the last game, that is. Now, Paul George hasn't performed. We know that. He'll probably show up against the Lakers. It's a big thing. And I think the Lakers and Clippers are kind of one of those two teams that, you know, if the, the matchups aren't there... They do what they have to do. I mean, Lakers closed out Houston. We know that. But I feel like the Clippers aren't as mentally tough as we thought they are. But once they're on, they're on. The Clippers also are amongst the worst teams in turnovers with only about 13 turnovers a game. I don't think you can do that against the Lakers. Now, this is where it gets worrying. They're the highest scoring team. Most amount of turnovers... And it just shows in the Clippers-Denver game that they're both offensive teams. And Denver's pretty low in their defensive stats and ratings, especially turnovers. Uh, fast break points are pretty good, but I, I just don't see the, the Clippers maintaining the way that they're playing now in order to, to, to play LA for seven games and, and play the way that they're playing now. I mean, if the Clippers take the first game, Lakers win 4-1, what does that mean? There's Paul George Sharp. We don't know yet, but all I know is in tomorrow's game, uh, the Clippers are going to have to show consistent performance for four quarters. You know, Denver came back early in that game. I can understand Paul George is a bit up and down, and we said that, and we're totally understandable. But if Denver get a sniff within this within four quarters and keep it close. I think Denver will make will tie it three three. If Denver are leading uh, are leading in the towards the fourth or into the fourth to the final quarter or at least down by five to seven points, I think Denver will clinch it. I will not clinch the series, but take it to, to seven games. I don't think Denver will make it through. Uh, obviously, the Clippers are more stacked, but if the Clippers do drop out and it's Denver versus LA even though everybody wants LA versus LA. And I think this is the Lakers season, uh, obviously with everything that's happened this year. 
But what does that mean looking forward to next season? Paul George, uh, Leonard, and every other player on the team, Lou Williams, Errol, Zubac. It, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I love to hear what people's opinions are. I love to hear what people's thoughts are on if the Clippers win tomorrow and come up against LA. I just don't think the way that the way that they're playing is going to be able to be sustainable over a seven-game series against the Lakers. Lakers have been consistent. Yeah, they they drop not leads, but they let teams sniff in. And obviously, I've I've said that Clippers, you, you can't do that. You need to nail them to the wall. I don't think the Lakers will be able to nail them to the wall. I think it'll be a very tight series. But the Clippers are a lot more inconsistent than the Lakers. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in today to Sunny Dad back to the drawing board. Where we recapped the Lakers versus Rockets and previewed Denver versus the Clippers in game six tomorrow. Be interested to see. Please let me know in the comments below. Let me know your thoughts. Message us on, on Instagram. Uh, may, let me know. Let me know in the comment section below. Make sure to follow us across Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and I'll be seeing you guys during the week to catch up on a little bit more sports.